0: Happy holidays, friends! It's been such a gift to share the podcast with you over the past few months, and thank you so much for supporting this experience. It's been such a joy to connect. I want to share a couple of things with you. I'm offering a chakra meditation in exchange for a review. So, I know we've done drawings, but I also want to just honor and send gratitude for everybody that's tuning in and would love to receive this chakra meditation. So, to receive the meditation, just send over a screenshot of your review to spirit and soul healing podcast at gmail.com. And also, I'm so happy to share that I'm offering a holiday special for one on one sessions. So, if you would like to have a personal session with me, For an energy therapy experience or an angel and aura rating, you can find all the details and set up your scheduled appointment at amysakarski.com. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, where we speak about all things related to spirituality, Soul level healing, intuitive guidance, frequencies, and much more. I'm Amy Sikarsky, licensed vocational nurse, past life hypnotherapist, master intuitive energy healer, and a clairvoyant physical channel. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Spirit School Online, where we offer courses in energy therapy, free guided meditations, courses and information around learning to connect in with your spirit guides, and much more. You can find me at amysikarski.com and offerings at spiritschoolonline.com. Hi, this is Amy. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here and I'm really looking forward to sharing this upcoming conversation with you. Uh, today I've invited on my friend Janie Tarazas and I'm so happy to share this wonderful conversation with all of you. We had such a great time reconnecting and filming and that reminds me that if you're listening on any of the apps for audio podcasting, I also offer select videos of the podcast on YouTube, and you can find those at Amy Sikarski on YouTube. So before we jump right into the conversation, I just want to share a little bit about Janie's background with you. Janie is the mindfulness coach. She's an inspirational igniter and humanitarian at heart. Her mission is to teach others how to tap into their power of peace that lies within so that they can experience more joy, vitality, and prosperity in all areas of life. She specializes in stress modulation, overcoming childhood trauma, and building safe, real relationships that thrive. Prior to stepping into the field of personal growth and wellness, Janie was working professionally in Los Angeles, California in the broadcasting and entertainment industry. In 2011, she experienced a spiritual awakening that ignited her intuitive gifts and led her down a drastically different career path. Ever since, she has dedicated her life to acting as a guide for those who are ready to journey down the road of self-awareness and self-love. Janie continues to flex her creative passions. She has launched RiseAboveTV.com, a multimedia platform where the goal is to provide a variety of content for mindful living and loving. The mission is to empower humanity and support unity for the greater good of all. She's also the creator and host of the Sacral Circle podcast, where they are healing sexual trauma collectively and lovingly. You can learn more about Janie by visiting her website, janieterrazas.com. So welcome, Janie. I'm so happy to have you here today and to get to share in conversations that will be really supportive for our audience. So of course, we met some time ago and I know how amazing you are.
1: <laughs> You're so sweet. I want to say thank you really quick too. Thank you for having me and thank you to all those that are tuning in and supporting Amy and her community. And uh, I've always been a big fan of yours. Um, We'll get into the story later. She's about to say kind of how we met or how long we've known each other. So I want to give it back to her. And then, because if I get started on how I feel (laughs) about her, the hour and a half will go by (laughs) about like how integral is that I always say that word wrong, Um, how important she was in my journey and in my healing. Journey and really stepping into like my whole self and my authentic self, and um, surrendering into you know our metaphysical gifts and and natural gifts and talents and abilities that some would deem as kind of weird and crazy and you know WTF. Um, <laughs> and, and, and 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 for some, even especially if you were really ingrained in a particular religion, um, there's a lot of religions that frown upon um, all of our everybody has these like intuitive gifts, right? We all have an intuition, but then there's also these extra special gifts that we have with our senses. And and those of us that uh, are tapping into these spaces and places, it's happening for a reason it happens so that we can learn what that is and use it to help heal ourselves and then you know for some of us we're kind of called to extend that awareness and that knowledge to others and maybe even deliver that type of healing so um i can't say enough about what amy does and what she's helped me to discover about my own self so that i could do the work that i was intended to do while i'm here on this crazy planet we call <laughs> e-a-r-t-h
0: Thank you so much, girl. You guys, <laughs> yes. this is just going to be an amazing conversation. We, I feel like we, I always have this burst of energy when we're together. And you amp people up and really spark that aspect of that soul frequency within, you know. Talk about your jump starter kit. Like just... Yeah. Jumpstart mm, like switch.
1: it's like a defibrillator, you know. Like we gotta resuscitate ourselves and like, pu- like put that pulse back into us that we had when we were first born before you know the world got a hold of it and sort of dysregulated our heart rate variability. Now I'm getting geeky, but really it's about part of this journey of healing is taking back autonomy and sovereignty of our nervous system. You know, mm-hmm. so we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But um, if you if you want to be well, we have to discover what sort of made us feel unwell in the first place. Yes. And unwellness usually comes from feeling unwhole. And I don't even know if that's really a word, but it doesn't freaking matter because here we make stuff up and we fuse stuff together. And, and I know <laughs> yes. you guys know what we're talking about when we say stuff like this. Okay, so um, anyway,
0: <laughs> totally. we we'll created
1: new Wikipedia,
0: Spiritpedia. Mm-hmm there we go. Yeah, I make words up all the time. I feel you completely. Right, so, right? Right. So Yeah,
1: that that unwellness and that unwholeness. Well, why do we feel not whole? Well, there's usually some sort of like void or something there. And there's, you know, it always ties back to trauma. And a lot of people don't fully grasp or understand trauma when they hear it. They really think about like, really serious type of trauma like rape or like maybe a soldier coming back from coming back from war and and somebody almost being murdered or um but it's it's like subtle things there's trauma collective Mm-hmm. In, culturally speaking in our society and religions uh, within our family dynamics. There's sex trauma. You had mentioned earlier, I have a podcast called the sacral circle, which is one of the types of trauma that I had. And um, and so anyway, going back to the variety of traumas, people usually categorize sex trauma in something major. When they think of childhood trauma, they really think of like major beatings and hardcore neglect. And honestly, that is, that is something for sure. And that is shaping our brain, our nervous mm-hmm. systems, our bodies, our identity, our subconscious mind is coming from our uh, set of memories that we've had, which shapes out how we see ourselves and how we see through this vessel and perceive data as it's coming in and how we like how well we trust others in life and whether you're a pessimist and an optimist, like all of these things are there's a lot of stuff that's happening to us when we're little kids, um, between the ages of zero and seven, that's really when a lot of these things are being shaped. And to be honest with you, when we are not seen, heard, felt, we're not we don't feel understood, we don't, then we don't really feel accepted. And if we don't feel accepted, we feel like we don't belong. And if that's happening from our major caretakers within our own home, like where we're supposed to feel safe, but now all of a sudden to be you is to not be safe. And they're always like questioning you and just making you feel like you're not enough and you're stupid. And their emotional state is dependent on whether you're good or bad. And and so there's just like all this crap (laughs) That we take on, man, as kids. And a lot of times our parents haven't really dealt with their own traumas. But going back to masculine and feminine energy, which really is about the left and right brain hemispheres, we we also have a, a brain in our heart and a brain in our head, right? So I like to look at the brain in the head as intellect. And they discovered the brain in the heart. And again, it doesn't look like this like actual brain and it's this little tiny one, okay? (laughs) It's these, I think they're called neurites. It's like a cluster of about 40,000 neurons or something. I think they call them neurites. Um, Anyway, they discovered that that in itself is, is an actual brain. And that that brain is the is about five well it's five thousand times more electromagnetic than the head. And they discovered data and information is going through this brain and then coming to the head and then cascading. It's basically sending information, emotional data, um, how we're feeling is being sent. So we're thinking and feeling, which is electromagnetic. When you think something, it's like electric. When you feel something, it's magnetic. So you're a thought feeler. You're a feeler thoughter. <laughs> anyway, it's always happening one way or the other and yeah. your thoughts and feelings are being shaped by other people at a very, very early age. And I'll touch on the masculine and feminine here in a second again, but we are in what's called theta brainwave states in during that young, for, those formidable years. So it's very impressionable. I love that word impression. Mm-hmm right? There are things that are impressed upon us that actually go into our thoughts and like our mental and emotional bodies, but it impacts the physical body too. So like the hardware and the software being shaped by other people. Now with super needle Rama is that we now have all the science and all the data to prove that we can rise above all of this. There's neuroplasticity, nothing is Permanent. We can actually heal. Now it for some that have been badly traumatized and seriously neglected, um, beyond just like my parents don't get me and they're always making me feel like I'm doing everything wrong. And now you have a, a problem with decision making as an adult. You know, like mm-hmm. these are th- these are symptoms that we don't even think about. Most adults that carry stress and anxiety right now, it's really because they haven't really given themselves the permission, nor do they even think to do it because they're like, ah, you know, as a kid, it was a long time ago. I know my parents did the best they could with what they knew. It could have been so much worse. Guess what? If we were to sit and ask, like, how's your sleep and how, you know, how is your overall like, do you have peace of mind? Uh, do you have monkey mind? Um, are you constantly worrying? Do you ruminate a lot? Do you live in the past? Are you anxious about the future? Like if they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, guess what? A lot of that's coming from that stuff. It's coming from this space of, uh, we were talking about whole and wholesome and wellness and all that. Mm-hmm. There's like mm-hmm. a void inside that we want to fill. And really the only way to fill it is to figure out where the hole came from in the first place. And even, and when I say that too, it's not really there. It's there because of what has happened. And I understand that, but the, the soul part of us is indestructible. It's, 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 it's unshakable. It's like the light that is inside of the body is interfacing with the flesh and your brain and body have, have imprinted a set of memories that created a very specific story. And now you have an opportunity to rewrite the story. That's where they talk about the purification and the cleansing process. And this is where things can kind of sound a little bit biblical or religious, but just, if you can, for a moment, set that aside. If people want to know what religion do I practice? I grew up Catholic. Um, My family's Christian. I lived in LA for 12 years and I was around, like I, I, I basically met people from every religion. Mm -hmm. And luckily I was like really curious. So I was like, Oh, why do you think, and what do you believe in? And, Blah blah blah. And oh, you know, like it, it, I was just very fascinated by it, which I'm grateful now, makes sense now. Yeah. You know, even though I can't sit there, I I can't sit there and go into deep intellectual conversations about every single one, but I more or less understand each of their trinities and I kind of have an understanding, you know, of the basics. But going back to um this love and this religion or whatever I was saying, it's it's the light that is inside of your body, because in the Bible it says God is light. Uh, there's light that is allowing your heart to beat right now. That is not something that can be divided. It's invisible, but it is indivisible and it is there and everything is coming off of that. So when you get really curious about that, if you start to realize, OMG. OMG. I have, when they talk about the ego and stuff like that, you, there's two sides to yourself because you have a brain and a body temporary and it looks solid, but it ain't even solid. Don't get me started. <laughs> a bunch of atoms vibrating right. really fast in a certain configuration. So awesome. Anyway, so so the body's just temporal, right? But the, 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 the point is you are within it. You are living within it. There's awareness. That's what mindfulness is. It's like becoming aware Paying attention on purpose in the now non-judgmentally. Now, when you start really getting deep into all those parts and you start doing your best to practice that shit like and, and it just becomes your new default system, it benefits you greatly. But that's a process and it's a practice. But going back to that idea of discovering why your brain what are your autopilot triggers your autopilot reactions and then what about that stuff do you like and what don't you like and then and then you go in there and you rectify that and you heal it and you'll discover there's a lot of stories wrapped up into it which goes back to the masculine feminine they told boys that they couldn't cry and they couldn't feel and blah blah, blah. and there were certain emotions that were appropriate for them but not for us if girls get angry we're crazy like you know there's supposed to be certain things that are more assigned to boys like the types of sports or uh, subjects that you like in schools, like, or even toys or even colors that we like and stuff like that has been so assigned and so separated and so divided. And if we just go back to the principles of like the brain hemispheres, which is what I was talking about earlier, the left and right brain, the left brain is the masculine energy. We'll say the patriarch and the the right brain is the matriarch. The right side is the Feeler, it's the emotion, it's the imagination, it's the artist, it's the artist, and then it's this side is the architect, and this part is about competition and about looking at the small pieces, and this part is about cooperation, and it's about looking at all all of the pieces all at the same time. There's some really cool. uh, Hopefully, I get the color right here. When it comes to the brain, one of the things I love about God and creator, source, universe, whatever this light. Remember, we're talking about light, the light that powers up the body. You're that before you're the other. And then it's interfacing. Okay, that we have what's called, I like to call it the divine GPS system, um, mm-hmm. the pineal gland, the pituitary, the the heart, all this stuff. Like there's something connected to the quantum field. Okay. okay. And that quantum field I've discovered, and you don't have to you know, believe me or anything, but it is so freaking intelligent. It is so creative. It is so loving. It is so benevolent. It is just it is so freaking objective. It's 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 oh, it's grace. <laughs> yeah. It's know I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna cry." <laughs> it makes me want to cry thinking about it. It's it's mm-hmm. so lovely. It's so miraculous. It's so mysterious. It's so powerful like but when you access it in for the right reasons and in the right way, and you develop a relationship with it, it's that's where faith really starts to come in. And you just really realize like, OMG, like I really have like this freaking frickety frack, whatever you want to call it, guardian angel, higher self, the piece of the divine, like Yeshua, you know, that, that they say Christ consciousness, like, bro, it's our friend, man, it's, it's here to comfort us, guide us. And sometimes it does tell us stuff that we don't, you know, it's, It always speaks in such a lovely way too. It's so gentle. Like even when it's like giving you that constructive feedback or that little course correction, like, Hey girl, when you did that thing, let me, here's a way that maybe you could have like done it slightly different. We understand. It's, it's, I don't want to say we, but it's like, understand why, right. This happened this way, but this is what the other person felt. This is where it was really coming from. And this is how it could be refined. And I'm like, well, shit, why don't you want to get better? Like, I want to be I want to be the best person I could possibly be Not just for myself. Because, well, I'll tell you what, when I found out how when you power yourself up in that way and you start to discover, oh, my God. OK, so I have two sides to me. I have a light and a dark side. The ego is here to just keep me alive. And it's like it's fear. It's on fleek sometimes. So that's why when you start addressing your fears and your traumas, you start to realize, oh, my God, we cannot Get rid of the ego. That's like saying, I'm going to get rid of my nervous system. I get rid of my brain. I'm going right. to like just get amnesia and get rid of all my <laughs> memories. Like, God, no. trust me, if there was some badass way, and I'm sure they'll develop it in the future somehow. But do we really want to do this? Because even what I'm about to say is like, I could feel my higher self say, well, do you really want to do that? But it was like, you know, those painful memories, like it'd be so cool if we could just like stick some sort of cool light somewhere and then like zap it. And then it's like, you know, but for now we do have that ability to to reconfigure, to transmute pain, mm-hmm. tell it a different, make it. It's almost like telling yourself a different story about what it was really about and what it really meant so that you could feel something different. And when you do that, then that starts to ripple out in you in a lot of different ways. So uh, I was talking about masculine and feminine, the right and left brain, the way the world has shaped us, they, they, and all the systems of the world even okay don't get me started on that okay and it's not about who's better. they the systems of the world and even our education system they really put a lot of value on the head brain and more what's worse is they really put a lot of focus on the left side of the brain now it's interesting that in 1991, they discovered this heart brain. And what we're lacking right now, what makes us sick is the uh, brain and heart coherence. If it's not in it's, it's there's like dissonance going on. And so it's kind of like erratic brain waves and erratic heart waves. And there's a way for us to put them in sync. It's yeah. really cool. There's all these cool tools and stuff. Look it up. Greg Braden is great when it comes to this kind of stuff. Point 0.1 hertz. Listen listen to that type of, um, that sound within music. I found this really cool thing online. And if you do some breathing work, uh, I don't want to get into that, but it's like slow diaphragmatic breathing. And, and there's a there's a visualization that you can do with this also just to take it up a notch. Um, mm-hmm. Is the, the point 0.1 brain heart coherence breath. And it's really, really beautiful. But anyway, going back to... I also like to look at the head as like more of masculine and then the, the heart and the feeler, right? This This brain over here as the feminine. And just think about all the ways in which we have condemned and demonized and suppressed and repressed feelings, emotions, mm-hmm. which is a symbol for the feminine. And look at the hierarchy and the systems of the world where they kind of disregard the intelligence of the matriarch. And funny enough, like, again, I I say this a lot. I was like, when I say, don't even get me started (laughs) when it comes to the damage that was done within religions, especially the major ones where they really disregarded it. And it's funny because at least in the Christian Bible, it said it refers to wisdom as her. Hmm. So wisdom is her. That's feminine. Why would you not want to give wisdom a seat at the table? You know what i mean like and and so anyway with that being said that was like a lot i threw out a lot of stuff as usual and i always try to tell myself don't do that Janie." in this interview i'm gonna take a sip of water
0: as you take a little sip of water i think it glitched out when you were sharing the hurts for the uh, music so i'm just like if you can just share that again for our listeners sure. yeah sure
1: Um, So I was mentioning the uh, heart coherence, heart brain coherence. You can go to heartmath.org to learn even more about this. And Greg Braden is a great teacher when it comes to this, but 0.1 Hertz. And I'm sure some of you that are watching are familiar with binaural beads and things like this. Really awesome. That's great. But 0.1 Hertz, that sound automatically after just like a few minutes, like maybe a minute or two, especially if you're doing it with intention, and then mm-hmm. you're going to do that breath work with it, that diaphragmatic slow breath work, which I'm sure online, you'll probably find s- some kind oh, of yeah. music and maybe guidance in, in that way. Um, but anyway, it's really cool. It's It's like you're imagining this infinity loop as you're co- breathing in and out this infinity loop is coming in and out of your breath, but it's also coming in and out of the head, coming in and out of the heart. And then there's this other one that's like syncing them all up together. And while you're listening to this cool, chill music, right? So everybody has their own preference. If you go online, I'm sure you'll find something, but just look up 0.1 Hertz, do a little research on it. I always do that. I always say, whatever I share with you, I feel comfortable sharing it because um, I do my due diligence Uh, Okay. Like something sounds appealing to me. I'm like, "Eh." and then I look at all sides and then I look at the whole picture and I'm like, this is clearly something that I can believe in. This makes sense to me. This resonates with me. I can take this in. And then what's neato and all people should be like this. And I help people be like this. So I'm not saying this, like some, some, for some, this comes natural to be able to take in information. And then later, You learn new information and you're able to dismantle the belief structure that you have because now you have new data. And so you're willing to reconfigure that. And so now it's sort of this like new, it it takes a new shape. Right. And, and in that way, that's being malleable and flexible and adaptable and that's agility and flexibility. And you want to have that not only in your body, but you want to have it in your mental body and your, in your emotional body, your spiritual body. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because it, it makes it easier to uh, move through life, go through life. uh, Because, you know, even when you get to this place of having a lot of this awareness and flexing and practicing it, and then basically, I now, I'm now the master of my nervous system. That does not mean that my nervous system doesn't get rattled occasionally it right. still does. It's yeah. just that when it does, I know instantaneously which of the five runes it's it's pressing on. Abandonment, injustice, rejection, humili- humiliation, betrayal. Okay? And then I already know where the origin really is, but you know, anyway, the point is you do enough of the the geeking out and the science and the the <laughs> the, the the questioning and the curiosity and and the contemplation and the rewiring. you do it enough that then it just becomes second nature. and that's why life can throw you pretty much any curveball life. Life will throw me a lemon now. And I'm not like, oh, lemon <laughs> Throw me a lemon again. like it just threw me three lemons the other day and now you throw me no, you know what? more lemons to make more lemonade. There's more wisdom in this more practicing. I don't know. I'm not saying that it's always easy, but I, it's like, okay, I'm going to make lemon tarts, lemon meringue. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. saying give me lemons, but if you give me lemons, I know what to do with them now. And right. everybody can learn to do that. Throw, you know what I'm saying? So how do, how do we, okay. What's, what's also cool about choosing and deciding to live in that, like in that manner, your capacity and your ability increases tremendously. And what's, what's also cool is that your level of feeling, you know what, I have a responsibility. Like what happened to me is not my fault, but Mm -hmm. I have a responsibility to do something about this. And I need to be held accountable for how I'm now showing up in the world. Because my poison is mi problema. And so it's like I need to, I need to, I need to know what to do with that. One of the things that's coming to my mind right now, and one of the reasons why I think it's interesting that they use the snake in the Bible, but the yeah. snake is one of the most powerful, most interesting um, animals on the planet mm-hmm. is because of the shedding of the skin. And because if a snake bites you that poison that goes in there, what do they do in order to get the antidote? They need to use that same poison. And then they do something to it to make it be the antidote. Well, that's like with us, you know? So um, I think I mentioned something about the word transmutation or whatever, and about my nervous system. So mastering, when you start to master, you, you go, basically you become a few things, OK, because I like these visuals that I like to use and they're kind of funny, but and, and again, creator gives me these like ways to see things and, and understand things and, and maybe also uh, use it as a way to help other people because pictures really help get things in our head better when we are going to dive into our subconscious mind. The unconscious collective mind and the subjective subconscious mind of thyself, which is like your pool of memories, and it's not like you have to go through every all every single one, like a, like a file or anything like that. But you kind of have an idea of which ones kind of might have caused some of that uh, in those five wounds. You know, when it comes to those five wounds, but it not every. Some people need assistance to this. That's what Amy and I did. She she helped me with this, which I want to touch on in a little bit. Hopefully, we have time. But going into that. That space and being able to, with the flashlight, right? With the flashlight, go in mm-hmm. and see what are all the dragons? Like, what are all the boogeymen? What are all the ghosts? What are all. And that's like not everybody really wants to do that. And that's understandable. And there are ways and methods in which you can go into that space that's safe for you. Okay. Because some people, need to go into all the details. And some people just need to kind of keep it like at a certain space and place. And that's very understandable. So I just wanted to like, kind of put that out there. But the, the images, the images that, that God was giving me when he was like, Hey, you're going to, I need you to tap into, well, not need you, right. You can tap into your Indiana Jones, the archeologist, right. The adventurer that that's like, it's funny because he was afraid of snakes, and he's like in a pit of all the snakes. And we were just we were just talking about snakes. So anyway, it's that that adventurous spirit that is the explorer and the excavator and the archaeologist. And then it, and then God showed me Inspector Gadget, mm. and it's like be uh, a discerner and an inspector, uh, an investigator. Like you're going to learn how to be an investigator of your thoughts and your feelings and the bodily sensations that are occurring. And you're going to learn how to connect all these dots. And then it was really cute because he threw in Dora the Explorer. And it's kind of funny because I'm Latina and I have bangs. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> um, anyway, so Dora the Explorer, because she's got that childlike innocence and her imagination is so open and she's still very... Um, well, she's so curious, you know, just like all the uh, just like Inspector Gadget and Indiana and Jones uh, are curious. There is a that childlike innocence and quality and that wonder and awe and that, you know what I mean? And she was she was a tough cookie, too. And then. Uh, this is from a funny movie it's from the movie big daddy with adam sandler and not everybody will get this reference and you don't even need to know this character but i'm a big movie freak and god always likes to speak to us in a way that speaks to us most right, yeah, right so right. uh movie lines and all that stuff or scenes from movies it's he. he's always you know or i say he it she it all alpha omega whatever i'm so accustomed to saying he because of our culture right, right. um but I, and i will say that most of the the the, those that have come to deliver a very powerful message to the planet have been in male bodies, but even Yeshua, uh, Yahweh, Jesus, uh, that was somebody that I, that was, that was a consciousness. I feel that was really the the strongest one that was coming forth. It makes sense because I grew up with that one too, but even then there's a very unique piece of Jesus's story. But anyway, he was the one that was kind of like help, uh, they were helping me see and cut through all the illusion and then speaking to me in a way that spoke to me. So it was scuba, Steve, scuba, Steve from big daddy, because he, they were helping me understand. Uh, when I say they, I feel so funny because I always go to he, they, it, oh, and then I don't <laughs> want to sit there and explain. So Amy, okay. Our audience knows to- they know it's they do. okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, it was like, creator was like, look, You need to be a skilled scuba diver. Scuba Steve was this funny little character that he would use to like connect with this little boy and like help him go to sleep and just give him like, you know, words of advice. And he's like, Scuba Steve says. And so it was this idea of you got to learn how to be a deep sea diver because water is the representation of our emotions. There's these four elements that we need in order to survive. We can't survive without the sun. So that's like fire and the natives, the native Americans connected that I believe to the spirit. And then we can't live without air. We need to breathe. And so that's the mental body. Okay. And then there's the uh, physical body, right? The dirt, the dirt represents the physical body. Mm -hmm. And then you have the uh, air, wind, what do we know? We said wind, fire, dirt, What's the one we're missing? Water. Did we well, said it did say it all? Water, yeah. I said, so water is the emotion, air is the mind, uh, fire is the spirit, the soul, and, and then dirt is the body. So we need these four elements, these four Im- elements connect and going back to when God was kind of guiding me through this understanding of when you go into the subconscious world and into the unconscious world, you're going into some very deep, deep, dark waters and be not afraid. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to be afraid. I want to be one of those scuba divers that goes like way down, and then they get in those, and then they get in those submarines. And then it's like, look, nothing should be alive down here. And then it's like these bioluminescent creatures that they're like, what the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Anyway, the point is, getting to be like a scuba diver and a, and an archaeologist and an excavator and all this stuff, and just sort of smush them together. These are archetypes, right?" And when you're going to go through a transformational process, if you want to heal thyself, knowing thyself is healing thyself. Anytime you become a little bit more aware of yourself in any way, shape or form, like if you just pick one habit and you start to get curious about where it originated and what you can do to, to, to help thyself in that way, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. So high five to everybody that's breaking change, generational, generational chains and habits that do not serve them. Okay. But any little tiny thing is a win and you need to pat yourself on the back because that's really good for our brain too, by the way, because we're so pessimistic and we're so wired to be negative and everything and have this like high critical factor. And so we really have to put effort into rewiring a different brain, especially if we live in a world where the majority of the messages that we're getting is to keep yourself feeling this like helpless and hopeless and your wellness is out of your hands and you're all disempowered and you're not connected to the earth. You're not connected to the stars. That was another cool word that God was telling me about. It's like, you want to know something? You want to know why you like rock stars so much? You wanna know, you wanna know why? Because when a rock star is on stage, they're just they're just Being all of themselves, they're being the creative aspect of the I am with like, you know, no regards to what other people are going to think they're in their their zone, and they're in their music and they're they're in their creation. and, And it's big and it's exciting. And so many of us feel like we need to be like this. And, and I'm, so not I'm not saying I'm not saying timid. <laughs> yeah, like we gotta be all like you know, and it's understandable because we're embarrassed or we don't want like what are people gonna think and and we get so caught up in all of this and it's all of that fear going back to when you're we little, mm-hmm. right? It's that right. that impression that gets upon that's pressed upon us, and so it takes a while. To to kind of undo and unlearn a lot of these things that are keeping us disembodied from our true organic nature and essence, which goes back tying it like kind of full circle to the pulse and the heartbeat and that little song. That was like your soul song that was illuminating off of you. And you're here to sing and dance to the beat of your own drum, but you lost sight of that. And then you started playing some other drum and then you started trying to play for other people. And it's like, Whoa, slow down. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, let's, Let's take it back. Let's take it back and see what really brings you joy. And if you haven't felt joy in a really, really long time, Or you feel like, well, now's a very unsafe time to feel joy. That's not very responsible. Look at all the bad things that are going on in the world. We should all be in a state of misery right now and in a state of fear. Well, yeah, we can. But there is another way. I'm going to take some water. There is another way we can be. Because now we know that how we be, how you are being is impacting your well-being. So we need to care about that anyway. So it's better to not be living in a state of fear. Fear is not a bad thing. It's natural. Like even myself, like I've been doing like on-camera stuff and, um, you know, interviews and speaking engagements and teaching th- classes and all that for quite some time. And, you know, I still get that, Ooh, you know, that nervous. <laughs> my friend's daughter called it nervous sighted.
0: You know, Aww, it's, yeah. it,
1: you're excited, nervous, but if it's something new and you've never spoken in front of this group, or maybe you haven't talked on this subject yet, or it's the first time you're going to do something, of course, your body's going to be like, oh, because it's something that it doesn't know. It likes familiarity. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why we need to consider what, what is so familiar to us that is actually not very healthy for us. And and sometimes we need somebody outside of us to help us even see that. Right. And to be honest with you, you can kind of feel, you know, you know, when you're around somebody and they just make you feel all tense and miserable. And when you're around somebody that makes you feel good, you know, mm-hmm. you know, when you're at a, at a place and you're doing work and you hate it and you, hate, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> You you can like, feel oh. you can feel it, and then that's another reason why we want to numb ourselves out and distract ourselves because we're trying to escape from the pain. But what we're doing is we're trying to escape from our body, and our body keeps score of all of our pain, and that's another reason why it's so important to um, address. Your journey of healing and knowing thyself from the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical side. Even if you're not a spiritual person, if you're watching this, clearly you're a spiritual person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And spiritual means different things to different people. And what I like to bring it back down to is you're caring to care about yourself in a way that you've never really cared
0: to do before. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you're 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 asking. What is love really like? You know what I mean? Because that's another thing that the the way we've defined love and what it means to love ourselves really we haven't really been taught that. Um, so we're all learning right now. What does self care mean? Mm-hmm. What does self love mean? And not in that narcissistic way, you know. Um, right. That's another thing. Is you go through a transformation process, the ego which again, we can't eradicate it, okay? But the goal is to sort of understand it and then fire up your higher soul self so awesomely. And then that, those two are kind of, wor- are like working together. You have to learn how to become your own beloved. And when you learn how to master, when you when you become emotionally intelligent about emotions and feelings, and you start to get real curious about the felt senses, like when I think and feel this, my body does this. And that's what Amy was really helping me with because when I met her, she, she's helping people on all four of those levels. There's certain ones that I feel are like her main jam, right? But wouldn't you say that you're helping people mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically Amy, or like, I don't want to put words in your mouth.
0: No, you're right. Cause it's all, it's all interconnected. And when we tune in and I start, you know, depending on like what modality I use, but Right now I do a lot of, I call them like open readings assessments where I tune in and start assessing the energy in that energy field. I can see, is this related to the mental body, the emotional body, spiritual body, physical body? So it's all of it. And, um, I think what happened when we first met is you were having that physical situation and then we dug deeper into, okay, what's behind this? And that's where it went back to childhood, and yes. going right to the source and working at source, you know, and healing this, is. I mean, it's magical and it's so powerful and it's so deeply healing that when we have those moments and opportunities, as you mentioned, self love. That's why I'm feeling like care. You know, self love is taking care of ourself, mind, body, spirit, and soul. And when these moments come up and we can take care of ourselves, for those of us who are like always giving to others, we also need to give to ourselves. And if our intention and goal is to help others, know that by helping and healing yourself, you will be in a stronger, stable, healthier place to help others. But do you want to share a little bit about your experience?
1: Yes, I would absolutely love to share a little bit of that story and that beginning stage of my journey and my healing journey, because it did start with the body. Um, When I met Amy, I had not long before I reached out to her. I was in Chicago for work at the time I was working for a corporate company. I was traveling a lot. And interestingly enough, um, I was kind of getting this feeling or this sensing and this knowing of a, a word called sound like singing bowls. There was something about singing bowls that was coming to my consciousness and my awareness. And I, you know, ended up looking it up and I was like, oh, this is like sound therapy and like crystal bowls and you play bowl. That's interesting. Like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. So it was kind of there in my space. I happened to go to Chicago and went on a walk. Um, I always like to say this little part. Uh, I was, I had already been on a walk. like I had already been walking for quite some time and it was late at night and I was kind of tired um, and there was a bridge that I had reached. <laughs> I was at a bridge, and it was like I had to make the choice to to turn around and go back to the hotel or across that bridge. And I, I love bridges. And I was like, I was really in a bridges. That was another thing that kept coming into my consciousness, which is yeah. so funny because everything I am like, everything in our life is a metaphor and there's meaning. And some people are like, oh, you can make meaning out of everything, but no, like for real, for real. <laughs> Like this reality is, is in itself a dream state. Just like when you go to sleep at night, the pieces of you and your day and your memory are kind of processing itself and they're kind of configuring itself and creating this, like these pictures and your eyes are closed, but you're still seeing. And funny enough, your body is reacting to the pictures you're seeing. So you could be asleep and like in your dream, you're running from a lion. And if you were at a sleep research place and they had like nodules on your head and they were, uh, you know, uh, recording your sleep patterns and your data and everything, they would know that you were in a state of heightened, like, like your fight, flight, or freeze uh, mechanisms would be like kicking in. And if you're running the part of the brain um, that shows like motor and all the motor stuff and everything would be lighting up. It's so neat. Okay. So anyway, going back to dream that when we are awake here, this in itself is almost also like a dream, right? Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Don't get me started on the word stream. <laughs> merrily, merrily, merrily. Life is but a dream. What are you streaming? There's like a straight right? Like, t- okay. Anyway, stream of light. Here we go. So we, here I was at this bridge and I was like, oh, I got to walk the bridge. I walked the bridge and I knew a little something about chakras and I love the rainbow. And so the chakras are the rainbow. So this, this window had a bunch of lights and it was like the, it was the rainbow lights and it was a chakra place. And my intuition was like, Hey, go in there. That person does this, the singing bowls. And sure enough, I went up there and she was getting ready to close. It was this woman. And she was like, Oh, can you come back tomorrow in the morning? And I had like the afternoon shift. And I was like, uh, yeah, sign me up lady. (laughs) Sign me up, lady. I didn't know I didn't tell her much of anything. She didn't know what I was, what I was there for. And let me just rewind. The uh, thing that I was having that I was dealing with physically was something that I had dealt with physically since I was born. And that had to do with my digestive system. Okay. So I, I was like, I was thinking this thing that I have, maybe it is spiritual, maybe it's energetic, like maybe I should look into it. And singing bowls were the first thing that called to me. So when I met with the lady, the session that we had, she played the bowls and I was laying on a bed. My eyes were closed. She didn't tell me anything about the bowls. I didn't tell her anything about my story. And when she would play them, I was feeling them. And of course, now what I know now, I didn't know then, but we literally are instruments. And the glands, uh, like the pineal pituitary, the thyroid, the thymus, the pancreas, the, the, the you know, the adrenals, the, the ovaries, blah, blah, blah they all have a sound. They all buzz at a frequency, which is color, because color is sound. So this is another reason why, you know, I always say, you know, to my clients, like, you're the freaking rainbow, man. You're like, <laughs> do re, you're do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do with the red, blue, but You know what I mean? Like, come on now. Anyway, so she played the Dizzle. And I was like, my girl, I guess when she played the solar plexus one, I didn't even know that's what it was called or anything. My eyes were closed. My stomach was all, it was awful. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. God. It was like somebody went inside and they were getting my intestines and my guts and like everything just turning inside out. And it was like, uh mm. but. It's okay though, because I'll say this to people and be like, oh, I don't want to feel that. No, you want to feel that. You do. <laughs> you want to, yes. because that's the stuff that needs to come out of you, brah. That is the emotional, mental grief and strife and spiritual step. Like, oh, yeah. the hits that you took to your belly and to your heart and to your head, to your hips, like all. Mm, when you discover what these chakras are connected to and Amy is like a genius when it came to that, she taught me all about that stuff. So anyway, here I was in Chicago. I met this lady, she did this thing. I knew that shit was like legit because it was something was going on inside of me electrically. And, and then the lady told me without knowing anything about my story, she was like, "Uh, you have, uh, there's something with your blood mother. She didn't even know I was adopted. She said, blood mother. She was like, there's something with your blood mother that's tied to whatever issues you have with your stomach you know i had stomach issues but she could feel it she was also she's an instrument and she could feel and hear just from the sound she's like oh that's not right that doesn't that doesn't sound right you know like when you're tuned you're an instrument these are like Mm -hmm. strings to a piano guitar legitimately like this is like resonates at the g okay so when you start to heal all this stuff and start to purify and start to go into that pain and start to see it for what it is, um, then you can do something about it and you start to free your body. And that's where the purification process comes into. So I ended up coming back to San Antonio, which is where I was living at the time. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to find some somebody who does this here. <laughs> and it's San Antonio. So it's not like we're in California or like, you know, Austin. Yeah. It's it's not as easy to to find people that do that kind of stuff here. So I I was so lucky. I don't even know what I Googled. I must have Googled Reiki bowls, whatever. Her beautiful face pops up. <laughs> Thank you. Because she looks look at her freaking face. Like, I'm like, God, I'm going to need I'm going to need to find an angel to help me with this. And then all of a sudden, Amy Sikorsky, she's all blue eyed. And I'm like, whoa, let me see this. And then I'm like, oh, my God, she used to be a nurse. So cool. She's kind of like sciencey. y a little bit left brainy and da, 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 And then I set up an appointment, her home, because at the time, I don't know if you still work out of your home or if you have an office, but she is the embodiment of the thing that she does. And when somebody is the embodiment of the thing that she she lives, what she teaches, she lives what she shares, she lives it. So you feel that, at least I did when I walked in. You'll know your people. You just, you'll know. I felt safe with her right away. And then from our conversation, um, I knew that she was the right balance of the things that I needed, even though I would say I'm more like heart and more right brainy and I'm kind of very trusting that's where I had to heal a lot of stuff, which she helped me with. Because I had codependency issues, didn't even know it. Empath, highly HSP empath <laughs> with sex trauma mm-hmm. and adoption wound, because I was adopted. And I was adopted at a birth by a family that was super rad So I was like, oh, and then when I did find out at nine years old, there was just this inner knowing like, oh, I'm going to find her one day. And thank God she gave me away because my mom gave me enough information to help me know she loved you, but she wanted to give you a better life. So my parents handled it really well. It was an unexpected uh, time for my mom to tell me. I don't even think she even knew. Um, I was watching a, a Barbara Walters show at the time. And it was it was like a 2020 special on adopted kids. And uh-huh. I remember my mom sitting on our couch. It was not a very pretty couch now that I think about it. And she was like <laughs> reading the newspaper because, you know, back then people were still reading newspapers. And um, and it was like, oh, man, it would suck to be adopted. And I was like nine years old. And uh-huh. she was like, oh, and I think she was concerned that I might remember that moment. And I'm sure all women that are in this position, it's like, do I tell them? Do I not? What do I tell them based on their age and everything? So I won't get too much into it, but that's when I found out. And I had always known that I would at some point do my best to see if I could find her to thank her. So I did meet my mother, but that's not really what I want to get into right now. I was 28 years old when I ended up finding her, Um, but I got to do some regression work with Amy. And by the time I met Amy, I had already made the connection with that side of the family. Mm-hmm. So when Amy was taking me through things, uh, I didn't know if regression work would be something that I'd be capable of doing. At this point, she did Reiki with me. Um, she's very intuitive. Uh, like she's like a spiritual, I call it spiritual surgery, knowing like what's stuck where and what it's really tied to, and doing, giving you the right tools and her using the proper methods in order to dislodge it, we'll say, right? With compassion and love, right? Because we're not, oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, get out of there. You know, it's like, it's a whole different thing when you're doing it holistically and doing it with the right kind of practitioner, because that's the way you want to do it with a lot of love. And, and Amy understands. And I don't know if you abide by this word or not, because people are always like, oh, love is un-, like unconditional love. There's conditional love and unconditional love and, and right. And, and this mamacita here is (laughs) operating (laughs) from the divine alpha omega. Okay. Like she knows the opposite of that and she knows the higher side of that. And that's the space that she's working from. So I love her dearly for what she was able to do for me. I went to her several times and she was helping me clear. And the regression work was the the most what the, Mm -hmm. because she, with her beautiful voice, right? She's like, oh, now you're seven. And it was like, oh, I wonder if I'll be seven. And it's like, before I knew it, I was like freaking in a memory of being seven years old. Yeah. (laughs) Now I have a very vivid imagination. And I tell people all the time, that is one of the the gifts that we've been given. Totally. Imagination. Now, I like to also say envisionation because we're given the gift of vision and the creative aspect of vision is imagination. OK, and then there's visualization. So I kind of like put it all together and it's envisionation. So Amy was able to put me in such a she was able to create a safe space and put help take me into a state that allowed that to occur for myself. And then because I'm a willing participant, right, I believed in this process. I w- what you seek, you shall find. And I, I, I was serious about wanting to like get. Get to the core of whatever all my issues were and things like that. So she's like, seven, five, three. Girl, the next thing I know, she's like, you now you're in the womb. if I was in the womb. I was like, like all that sound and the weight look. And I was just like, what the? And, th- and there I was. And then what's super neat, Rama is that. I learned this stuff later because I've been, I've been a student of life, a student of knowing thyself, a student of physiology, physics, psychology, you know, just every ology that you could possibly think of (laughs) so that I could help myself and then help other people. (laughs) And, and it was like, um, later I discovered that your mother, especially in those last few months of the, that, you know, when, when you're in the womb, but her, her mental and emotional state. And her spiritual state is is coming through the umbilical cord and her electromagnetic biofield, which are her heart brain, her brain waves and heart waves, which is her her emotional mental state, is being transferred into mine and shaping my nervous system. And we have three brains. Earlier, I was talking about the head brain, intellect in the head, intuition in the heart, instinct in the stomach, the enteric brain. And like, I think it's 90% of serotonin, our mood stabilizer and stuff is coming from the gut. So it's not just what we're eating and what we're drinking, but our stress levels are like jacking this up. And what's happening is when we're little, like in my case, going back to this regression, what was neat about this regression and knowing now what I know then, it, it I can see why this was so powerful of, like it was such a powerful thing that she was taking me through. Um, but anyway, at the time, I was in there and I could sense her distress. Now, think about it going back to the gut. I was born into this world with gut issues. My tummy, like, took on her tummy, like in her heart. You understand? And so, That's why it manifested itself in this physical form. And then being that my parents and most people, especially in the Western world, they do not deal with illnesses, not even with children. They don't really understand, understand trauma and things like that um, from a holistic perspective. It's just the physicality. So then the way they were shaping me and trying to help me with my digestive issues was actually just messing with my biochemistry even more, but you know, they didn't know any better, but that's okay. I figured it all out and I'm able, you know, it's, things are so much better now. Um, it's a lot of the responsibility was on me also just to, to be eating better and everything else, but helping me clear Amy was helping me clear my, my mental body, my emotional body, my spiritual body. So she helped me see what I needed to see. So I knew what I needed to do. So aside from understanding her rage and her pain and her fear and her sadness and everything that she was feeling, I also got to see my birth and in my birth. Now, keep in mind, I had already met my blood mother. okay? But I never asked her this, Mm. never asked her if she held me after she had me. I just assumed she did. Because usually in the movies and these like lifetime shows and stuff, it's like, oh, they hold the baby for a little bit and it's like, okay, goodbye. And then they take the baby from the mom and it's like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm born and all of a sudden I see them just like take me away and I'm just like kind of looking at my mom like, hey, like, you know? And that was the moment. And I don't remember if Amy was, if I was talking to Amy and I was telling her what I was seeing or if I just at this point I knew what to do, I'm because maybe you had already told me, Amy, hey, if you go into that space, there is no real time, right? <laughs> like, we need time for point of reference in this physical reality, in this dimension that we're in, but time is not linear, and it's not, it's just a constant, now. Nah. So, in that state, it was like, we are time travelers. That's what I tell my clients, mm-hmm, totally. right? We're time travelers. So I went, she helped me go back in time into when I was a teeny weeny baby infant, right? And then I recreated it. So I had them give me to her so that she could hold me. And what was neat. And I was like in that body. So I, I, I was just like, you know, I was seeing everything else basically. And it was, I looked in her eyes and I just very quickly just gave her a quick glimpse as much as I could. I looked at her and I was like, My parents are loving. I am safe. Mm-hmm. I remember you. I'm going to come back and we are going to know each other. Like, thank you. I love you. And I did my best to tell her not to feel guilty. Okay. I was, I was born in Monterrey. I was born in Mexico and not to say that it's only Mexicans that carry like hardcore guilt, but if you're Catholic and you're Mexican and you're like growing up over there and you're having this baby and like, you know, out of wedlock or actually, no, I take it back. Now that I think about it, she was actually married to my dad. And that's a whole nother story. It's a telenovela story. She, she, she was with a man who was very, very wealthy and she was coming from the wrong side of the tracks. And so they actually were together and they secretly got married. And then one day she, he abandoned her, he left her. And then she discovered that she was, she got started getting sick. And then she found out she was pregnant with me. Mm. So she was dealing with the betrayal and the abandonment. Like all those five wounds I mentioned earlier, she was dealing with it from the man, from like my blood father. And then she was going to have to give me away. So she was dealing with all that. And all of it got transferred into me in a very particular way. Now, the other thing that's interesting about this story is that whole heartbreak and the the type of men that she would attract and the way all that would always get played out in her life. That story also somehow got imprinted into me as well, because the father that adopted me is a really wonderful father. He's a wonderful husband. He's a really good man. He never really mistreated my mom and they've been together for like 48 years plus or something. And they're still very much in love. So people would look at my relationship history and be like, Oh damn, you got daddy issues. (laughs) You're like, "Mm, "Nah, if you only knew, (laughs) if you only knew what's so interesting was Amy helped me understand that even though I was a little baby. And if you were to ask yourself right now, Hey, remember when you were eight months old on such and such date, like, what were you doing? You may not be able to recall it like that, but when you go into this state, which is a a type of like hypnosis, we'll say, right? It's almost like a conversational state of hypnosis. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You're now going into putting a person back into that theta brainwave state, which is what we were when we were little. And that's where you can really do some really cool work with the subconscious mind and the memories that are stored in the body. So I got to recreate that connection. And what was also very cool that I heard And everybody take this with a grain of salt, but creator made me feel like it is very important for three things to take place immediately after birth between the mother and the child. And that is the the connection of the eye, like eyes locking, Mm -hmm. the breath exchanging, and the skin touching. And I didn't get any of those three things. And so it created a, a tear inside of me. And I also registered a story in my head that I wasn't enough, that I was a burden, that I did something bad. And now I'm gonna spend the rest of my life trying to correct that and get the approval of other people. And I'm gonna end up as an adult woman, finding myself being attracted to men that are gonna be emotionally unavailable and also do things that are gonna end up like really exacerbating my sex trauma, which happened between four and seven. And then a lot of things happened to me as an adult. Um, I found myself in a lot of very peculiar predicaments and people that were close to me that I trusted and you know, and there's like a slew of them um, and I would end up like being sexually assaulted or something bad, you know, something would happen. And so when I went to Amy, I was able to connect the dots to all of that stuff. And the very hard part about a lot of this guys. Okay. It's hard but it's worth it and you'll get past it and it'll get better is you will, there will be people that will leave you or you'll feel strong enough to leave them. Really very important relationships in, that you feel were supposed to be there for a very, very long time or for forever, sometimes come to an end. And for me, it was my marriage. So when I started to heal and I started to step more into my authentic self and started to create boundaries and started to awaken spiritually and, and desired a level of transparency that he was not ready for, or a level of intimacy, because I was finally becoming I was having a real relationship with my own self. I was becoming more intimate, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically with myself. And therefore I was desiring that with my partner and he just wasn't having it. And so after 10 years of being with this person and I met Amy when I was married to him, that, and that relationship came to an end. So I've, I've spent the last five years healing from that relational trauma because in my opinion, I had attracted a covert narcissist and a lot of times highly sensitive people that are impasse with the kind of trauma that I have with the work that we're here to do <laughs> typically end up attracting people like that. So thank goodness I've done raise myself from the dead. <laughs> the Phoenix has arisen. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy. I never liked the name that my adopted mom gave me. Um, well, it was hyphenated. It was Janie Rose. And my whole family calls me Janie Rose. But at school, I'd be like, my name's Janie. My name's Janie. My name's Janie. So I would never use it. Right. And then it's like, ah, Rose is my middle name, but it was actually hyphenated. So funny enough, one day I was like doing some posts and something made me type my name. And I realized, you know, I started a, a channel called rise above TV. And it says, Janie Rose. I always looked at it like a flower. Oh my gosh. It, I, I know I got goosebumps. Girl, when I typed it, I, it, it, God was like, it was written in your name that you would rise. Oh,
0: what? Wow.
1: And that you would help others do the same. Shaka shaka. And I'm like, okay, okay. And so I say that with a lot of humility. Um, Amy has risen and she's adept. She's um, she's a human being who is like, I feel, has strived for so many years to live optimally and to be um, the change that she wants to see in the world. She's done a lot of work to be a peaceful person and that doesn't just happen by accident and that doesn't mean that she doesn't have a little fire in her and she does not get a little angry <laughs> and stuff but she knows what to do when that happens and she knows how to help herself afterwards so I can't thank thank her enough for all that she's taught me. And then I ended up getting certified in a lot of the things that helped me. And she was one of the first teachers that I took a a Reiki class. I was kind of showing her intuitively what I was doing and what was happening to me. And she was like, oh, you're kind of like doing like Reiki three kind of stuff. So let's go (laughs) ahead and get you like certified and help you understand. Because I was kind of being guided and taught and I was just intuitively going with it but I really wanted to have the intellectual understanding as well and I value that greatly so I I recommend others do the same thing you know knowledge is power but knowledge embodied is wisdom you can know a bunch of stuff but if you keep it up here and you don't actually use it and put it in a practical use and become those things then you're you're kind of selling yourself short Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) totally (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm just sitting here like there's so much energy around. I'm in awe and it's a beautiful place to be because it's also, you know, we have had some time in between working together. And so to then be in that space to witness the the integration, you know, and like how you've blossomed and the healing and the depth of it and how you're helping others, like just seeing how it's all coming. Well, it has come together full circle, And now the space that you hold and that you're offering services to others, it's like, for me, it's just so amazing and just such a beautiful place to be in. I'm so grateful to connect today. So thank you so much and thank you for sharing your story. And I mean, you also offer like so many tools and techniques and support in your, in your coaching. And then you have the inspiration on rise above TV. And I know you had a free gift on your website, but there's another one you wanted to share
1: with everybody. Yeah. So there's the Know Thyself Jumpstarter Kit, it has like nine tests and they all have links, so the links should be working still. Um, these are things that I feel like every human being should know about themselves. And uh, and then there's the seven positive daily habits. And these are just some very simple things. I feel like there's five of them that you can sandwich. I call it like a mindfulness sandwich. Um, you know, one of them is like ground, you know, connect with nature, uh, breathe and be still for at least two minutes a day. Um, you know, go through your daily affirmations, uh, ignite the attitude of gratitude. But it isn't just thinking about what you're grateful for, but really like feeling the, the thankfulness and allowing that to sort to to course through your system. Um, be kind. So be kind is inspire, encourage or help or compliment at least one person a day. Um, and and if the more you can do it, the better. Uh, smile and make eye contact, like connect with your environment and smile a little more than maybe what you do now. Uh, funny enough, these are all little like health hacks too, because they're good for brain heart synchronization, brain synchronizing, like the right and left brain hemisphere. Um, it just it, it ignites goodness. It, it basically ignites light inside of your body. And so that light gets you know, into the 50 trillion cells or whatever that we have in our body. And so it's like a little boost of vitality. And if we're living in a world of a lot of doom and gloom and so much of it is like kind of focused on negativity, you we really have to then be even more mindful to bring joy and create that peace and like that love in in our space and, and bring it into the world. Um, oh, uh, sing and dance. I don't know if that's on there, but uh, singing and dancing, you know, every once in a while is so good. Move your body. That's what it is. Move your body for five minutes a day. So it doesn't really matter what it is, but just stretching because we've got these meridians within our system and you have what's called your chi, your prana, your life force, your ki, whatever you want to call it, the light in the body. And when you uh, do self-massage and move and and stretch, it helps like move that through. So the seven positive daily habits, um, I don't know if I went through all of them. It doesn't matter. The point is they're you you realize they're they're very simple things. And then the the know thyself jump starter kit. So if they go to my website, they can enter the email. And they won't get spammed or anything like that, but uh, I will do my best to be better connected to my community and let them know about the things that I have going on. So if they're here local in, in San Antonio, Texas, or if I'm doing some online uh, community mm-hmm. event or class, you know, they can stay up on like what Janie the mindfulness coaches is, is all about. <laughs> and, uh, and then of course, rise tv.com. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for an awesome like podcast or uh you know, for some, it's like, you don't have to watch the video. You just listen and you can get a lot from it. Amy was a guest on my P3 show called Power, Passion, Purpose. So, you know, uh, again, just go to riseabovetv.com. It'll take you straight to the YouTube channel. And I highly recommend you subscribe so you can still, so you can help me build my community uh, on YouTube there at Rise Above TV, where we're empowering humanity and supporting unity.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, girl. I love it so much. You're such a bright, shining light. And Thank you for all that you're sharing with everybody. I just keep going back to like, you know, that that moment on the bridge, <laughs> you had that opportunity, you know, it's like, this is the day my healing's going to begin and our soul leads the way and it's like then these little steps after steps after steps, but not only that, it's actually leveling up, taking that step and committing with your intention, you know, that, okay, this might be a challenge, a struggle or kind of hard, but on the other side of it, oh my gosh, life-changing, very healing, super magical. And not only then do you just find yourself, experience a whole new reality, but you're able to assist others and support them. And it's, oh my gosh, again, full circle. Yes, like what you do,
1: you were like that lifeline for me at that time. And what I love about you and the coaches that are like really legit They're wanting to teach you and help you so that you can become right, like your own guru, your own healer, um, because you're saying, hey, I'll support you and I'll guide you. And I'm here to inspire you and provide whatever you need along your journey. But at some point, you'll be strong enough on your own. And then if you ever need me, I'm still here. You know what I mean? You don't want somebody connected to you Mm -hmm. because then that's that spiritual ego you know, and we want to be very aware because that's coming up a lot in this space and in this field. And, um, and so I just, you know, tell people discern wisely, right? Discern wisely and stay humble, stay curious, stay mindful.
0: Thank you. Oh, thanks so much. And I want to thank everybody for joining us today. So go ahead and like, subscribe, leave a comment. um, And I hope to see you all again on the next episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. (laughs) Peace be in you, everybody. Hi, this is Amy, I hope you've enjoyed the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, and I'm so happy to share with you that I'm offering a special for one-on-one sessions for the holidays. So this is going to be a limited time, and if you would like to sign up for a personal session with me for an energy therapy experience, or an angels and aura reading, you can head over to amysikarski.com and find all the details there. I look forward to working with you and I'll see you all again on the next episode.